And now for something completely different. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? We are controlling transmission. Blah, 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 blah. Speaking of sports. I was way off. We're doing so good at being bad. This activity is truly unproductive. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Indy City Football Live on WQRT. With Josh Baker and Jason Chisholm, here's your host, Jay Desai, with the latest from Big Car, Indy 11, and your neighborhood team. Hi, and welcome to Indy City Football Live. Welcome to the first episode. Uh, this is Jay Desai. I'm here with my, our co-host, Josh Baker. Hey, Jay. And Jason Chisholm. Hello, Jay. Uh, the purpose of this radio show and podcast is to be the uh, audio companion to your Indy City Football League uh, and uh, neighborhood fun time and talk about uh, events around the neighborhood. Uh, around different neighborhoods around Indianapolis, uh, talk about the league at large, uh, pick a game of the week, after-party stuff, and then uh, talk about soccer in the city. For those of you who are listening to this on the radio and who don't know uh, what Indy City Football is, it is a league that was created a couple of years ago, five years ago, by Big Car, uh, to be neighborhood soccer with a twist, uh, where you know, uh, 18 neighborhoods have teams, and we encourage neighbors to represent your neighborhood, play against others, and they fun and somewhat com- slightly competitive fashion. So why don't we uh, go ahead and get to know each other a little bit better. Um, I know that we, the people talking to you, know each other fairly well, but you guys listening won't know us at all. So, uh, Jay, why don't you tell me what team you're playing for this year, how long you've been in Indy, and just something that you love. I am playing for uh, Woodruff Place this year. You haven't played with them in the past, correct? You've been on a couple other teams, right? this is a fresh transfer. I'm at the tail end of my career. Uh I don't have anything to prove. Uh, I'm just trying to get the most money for my playtime, and most playtime for my lack of skill. So I had to move down from uh, Mapleton. Uh, It's it's, it's good. Uh, I'm hoping that Julia, our coach, doesn't hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been in Indianapolis for coming in on 10 years now. and one thing I love about the city is actually this league. And it's kind of a soccer city in a way, you know. It really is. Um, it just, uh, I, I think, especially since the both Indy City Football and Indy 11 came along, they came around the same time, just that it's kind of brought that upswell of, uh, of soccerness to the city. It's been nice. Um, Jason, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, play for Fountain Square. Uh, played with them for, this will be my fourth year. Uh, every year I've played, I've played with Fountain Square. I lived in Indianapolis uh, my entire life, and honestly, I thought ICF was Indie Car Fan Podcast, (laughs) so I'm kind of out of water, but don't worry, I will... uh, You'll get up to speed soon. Yeah, I'll be there. And uh, then I am uh, Josh Baker. I uh, play for Old North United. I have uh, lived in Indianapolis since 1987, uh, which was also when I was born. Um, And one thing I love about the city (laughs) is... uh, (laughs) Is uh, is the downtown? I I think it's fantastic that we have a, a nice walkable downtown that's really compact, and you can do pretty much anything you want in about a mile square. So, you've been here since before there was a downtown, really. 
I mean, it existed, it just not really. It didn't have a cultural trail. It did. It did not have a cultural trail. Cultural trail, trail which is now going to be expanded through down to Bates Hendricks to Garfield Park. I mean, well. there's a lot of rumors about where the cultural trail is going to yeah. be expanded. So, yeah. well. we'll wait for official word on that one, Jay. <laughs> Let's get into some events going around the uh, city this weekend or this upcoming week. We got CJ's Love Soccer Festival. That's going to be this Saturday, May 19th at the Tabernacle Presbyterian Church. Uh, It's going to celebrate CJ, Christopher Joseph. Um, He was a club soccer player here in Indy who tragically lost his life to gun violence. The whole thing is uh, going to raise money for the Hohoff Foundation. Uh, It's a foundation that supports families affected by gun violence. Another event coming up this week will be the Brick Street Poetry Series featuring Joan Colby. That's May 16th, 7 to 9 p.m. there at the Two Factory in Garfield Park. What happens at the Brick Street Poetry Series? It's an open mic. Uh, Joan Colby is going to read some poetry, right? Right. And then it's an open mic. Yeah. Which means actually anyone can go up. All right. Which if... Uh, if you can practice your slam poetry for I us. I do not have any interest in slam poetry but this does remind me I could of have sworn that you said you did no 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 no. it's a specific thing uh you know uh, for the listeners who may know about this or any of you guys are aware there's a fan created trophy called the golden growler that was created by bates Hendricks uh and fountain square together 99 percent of the work was really done by sam sluice bates Hendricks. but the purpose of it is a is a rivalry trophy for when we play each other because of the the deep spite that exists over them having Fountain Square Brewery as their sponsor for many years. Anyway, they could never beat Fountain Square on the actual field. They had they struggled to score goals. It was very, very sad. So they would challenge us in all sorts of different uh, non-athletic-based competitions. It's key to remember this non-athletic. Because so they're bad athletes. That's, that's right, what you're very saying. Very bad okay. athletes. Um, Unless beer is an athletic endeavor. <laughs> um, so they, they, you know, they took the trophy back in uh, duck pin bowling. We then beat them in soccer, took it back. And then they challenged us in uh, slam poetry. So, oh, so this is how you got to all yeah, this. Okay, yeah, and great. I have no real interest in it, but I will probably win uh, just by going there and just saying, I play soccer, goals, 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 and they'll just cry or something. I don't know. That's the best poem that I've ever <laughs> they heard. They also challenged us in hobby horse. Which I'm not doing. Uh, it's not. How do you how do you make a challenge out of hobby horse? Do you know this is a competitive hobby horse thing where uh, no young it's a young child. I don't maybe adults do it, but it's these um, they do like equestrian type things where they jump around and they carry. Yeah, uh, we'll put a link to that on the uh, Indy City Football site. Anyway, Brick Street Poetry Series, John Colby and. Uh, Possible competition of slam poetry between Fountain Square and, and Bates, Bates Hendricks. Hendricks. Fantastic. All right, let's let's uh, let's go straight to the game of the week. Uh, Jay, what, what's our game of the week? It's Broad Ripple versus Heron Morton. So Ooh, Broad now Ripple that's has... interesting. Uh, battle of uh, former champions, right? How many titles have in between them? Uh, I think it's two and a half, right? Two and a half. Three. Uh, okay, because it's three Bra- titles. Bra- Broad Ripple won the the fake season in 2016. And we then agreed Heron to Martin. not bring our bitterness into this podcast. I mean, Josh. to be clear, Old North was the champions of 2016, not Broad Ripple, because the spring season was a fake season. <laughs> fake news champion. Fake news champion. Uh, and that'll be at 7 p.m. on Field One. Uh it's it's interesting because uh, Heron Morton's a team that's got some history. They all live in the neighborhood, well, almost all of them do. 
they're um they played most of them for all four years well five this will be their fifth year and uh they've won they're actually on average older than um than most teams uh so they're my age i don't feel bad this is not like a ageist thing to call them out on this they're kind of in my ballpark um but they kick butt and they won that three in a row last year um rest in peace cottage home even though they have three championship titles between them it's going to be hard to decide figure out who wins here because broad ripple is a team that has a complete turnover um almost, almost every, every year, year yeah, yeah. and this year for sure i don't know how many of the uh, only a couple of players from last year are back this year um and and just hard to pick them out in general because they both have neon colored jerseys somebody in the commissioner's office made a terrible decision <laughs> so so I don't know how we're gonna um, I don't know how we're really gonna decide or you know try to guess at who's gonna win. Well, I mean we could uh, see. I was thinking about this since we this would be a tough battle to kind of pick. Uh, what if we had the sponsors battle? As you know, uh, Heron Morton is sponsored by Nottingham, and uh, Broad Ripple is sponsored by Three Wisemen. And what if we uh, we actually made the sponsors? fight to the death Let, on, on the field of war <laughs> on the field of war it's it's an interesting uh concept because i mean a realty company they don't generally own things it's more of a concept that you sell other people's things so That's there's right. not like a physical representation of them and and but three wise men they have their beers they have their mm -hmm. building like i feel like that the fact that they have a brick and mortar kind of feel to they it. They have a defensible fort. Yes, so ex yeah. exactly. <laughs> a Jason's defensible fort. The strong yeah from Jason. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing, though. I don't think that the real estate guys are going to be able to really throw down. I mean, they may have lifted weights when they were in college, but I have a feeling the people working at the brewery have actually gone into some alley stuff, you know, after work, gone into... So, so yeah, the, the, the tough neighborhood to, of Broad Ripple. That's right. That's right. No. <laughs> Now, does the uh, Three Wise Men Defensible Fort have that moat installed of beer? Because if they have That's the not moat, a useful moat. That, I mean, I it feel like that would just be distracting, which might make it <laughs> useful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the point I'm getting at is Nottingham's going to have to fight an economic war here. They're going to have to work by raising real estate prices around by, you know, just getting involved in real estate. And buying up all the buildings around Three Wisemen. Just participating in bidding to the point where uh, Three Wisemen's property tax is tripled and they have to charge $12 for, you know what, their beer is good, but I'm not it's paying not $12. It's not a $12 no, beer. I mean, no no beer really is no, a $12 beer. No. And speaking of beer, <laughs> where do we have our after party this week, Jason? Our after party this week is going to be at the Roundtown Brewing Company, 950 South White River Parkway West Drive, and it starts after the first round of games. So uh, have you been there, Jason? I've never been there. It'll be my first time. It's pretty cool. It's next to the Bitwell Event Center, uh, which where's, actually has... Where's the Bitwell Event Center? Well, it's right next to Roundtown Brewery. Where's Roundtown? Uh, around the corner to Bitwell. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a night. Okay. All right. So, so, well, it's uh, you know, it's in White River. It is on the west side. Uh, it's pretty cool. Roundtown is is dog friendly, and uh, they have some pretty good beers for it's only two years old. So they've got, um, they've got the standard array of IPAs, lagers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've got a bunch of pinball machines. It's cool. It's nice. 
And a reminder that uh, this after party is hosted by Real West, since it is the West Side and it's close Jason used to, to goalkeep for Fountain Square. Uh, Jason, do you have any memories of goalkeeping against Real West? Back in the days when we played at Garfield Park? Just ever? Just ever? Or are they just so unmemorable that you didn't remember a single thing? You could say that. <laughs> I know they were. They looked tougher than what they actually were. We're in the all black. They were always kind of a pushover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, those are strong words. Pushover. Yeah, it was All easy. Right. I don't play much anymore. <laughs> so he can talk. <laughs> I'm with Jay on the end of my career. I wasn't going to come back. Fountain Square begged me. There I am, standing <laughs> on the sideline. I'm sorry, Fountain Square. Uh, one new addition to the league this year is the Brady Pierce Sports Baller of the Week and Year Award. For those of you who don't know who Brady Pierce... First off, Brady Pierce is not... This is not immemorial. This no. is in honor, no, right? No, he's alive. He's, he's fine. He is he's, not dead. No, this is an honor, not a... Yeah, in memoriam. <laughs> uh, uh, Brady Pierce uh, is a person uh, who is a, he's a, is a wonderful guy and a very talented soccer player, but he was uh, pretty badly injured last year. At, in How did he get injured? Um, I... I I'm not allowed to discuss these things because it's his own business, but he got hurt, and now he's fine. Would you say that Indy City Football saved his life? Oh, 100%. 100%. All right, well, I guess that's all we really need to know. And probably three or four other people at the same time. It's hard to know what the numbers are here. But, uh, so, uh, unfortunately, Brady won't be playing this year, but, uh, you know, one of the things we've been trying to do in the league is to encourage good sportsmanship trying to follow rule number one the whole uh, don't be a jerk thing right instead of punishing jerks uh let's try and reward the uh the good boys yeah positive <laughs> reinforcement i think they call it that's right positive reinforcement and so uh, since uh unfortunately brady is not playing and he is uh by far one of the the best sportsmen in the league uh, jordan told me a, a story where he said a bad word one time it for mass Ave when they were playing and it was Let's just say it was low on the list of bad words. It was a low-key bad word. Low-key. You could say it in a PG movie, I think. And and he spent the rest of the game apologizing for the PG swear that he did. The major (laughs) outburst on the field. (laughs) He was very... very, So so, um, every week, there will be a weekly award uh, for uh, the Sports Bowler of the Week, and then there will be a final annual award. and a lot of things will be taken into consideration, uh, mainly sportsmanship. But uh, if it's a tie, things like uh, hair uh, and uh, socks. Wait, uh, wait, sorry. Uh, is this I- in addition to that, or is it? Are they different awards entirely? I think this might be different awards, and I think I'm reading everything badly. <laughs> but, but never mind that. Never mind that. Let's, let's pretend I didn't say that. Um, there are going to be potentially other awards. Uh, I'm gonna try to use hair as a as a sportsmanship thing. It will be shot down. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone, ignore that. Uh, Brady Pierce Award will be only for sportsmanship. And then um, we we might have other awards if we feel like uh, it. That's right. And for you can other things. You guys are welcome to suggest us awards. Uh, we we've had some preliminary discussions about. Best hair, best snacks for the week, best socks maybe, best drinks. But uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. <laughs> so we got our next segment, the uh, 
preseason power rankings. I know everyone's very excited to hear where their neighborhood is going to be at. Uh, I did some deep, deep uh, searching, went through some neighborhoods, scouted out some of these teams in your practice areas. We came up with um, number one team in Indy City football starting the preseason as... Wait, wait, wait. You're not just going to give it away like that. Shouldn't you start at the bottom? Let's t- tell the people the who the worst Before team is. The worst team. I would like to know what you mean by you did deep research, because nobody was playing soccer. Were no. you going to people's houses? If they were practicing FIFA inside their house, I was that's maybe good. watching. I, see, I feel like that <laughs> skill's not necessarily it's important. relatable. It's tactical. So you're saying my whole off-season training has been useless? No, uh, I, I think it was I didn't useful. say that you did. Oh. <laughs> I will see you out there on the field. It's you know one you you I th- if you went through their trash you could have learned some things about if they're eating well. I suppose. Don't if you don't g- say if you did that. That might be a legal thing, Jason. Do not say if you went through people's trash. I will not confirm or deny <laughs> going through people's trash. Tell us about your findings. Okay, my findings for the preseason power rankings. We'll start at number eighteen. All right. Number 18, since this is preseason, we have everyone. Everyone will be at the bottom. Okay, but, but then who's at the top? No one yet. But everyone. But, yes, everyone. We have a 1 through 18 tie. A tie. Wow, that's insightful. <laughs> that's I, really deep. Thank I, it you. seems kind of lazy, but we really <laughs> don't have time to dwell on this right now. We've we've gone over the segment. So Jay, why don't you tell us about uh, our uh, expansion neighborhood idea? So we're going to talk about this. Uh, try to do this every week, where we have a segment about expansion neighbor or just neighborhoods in general um, that don't currently have a team. That's right. That we're thinking, eh, maybe, maybe they might want a team. Maybe they might deserve a team in the future. Yeah. So we've got a, we've got several scouts. We've got many scouts all over the city going to different neighborhoods. Some of them are in disguise. Some of them are asking for your spare change. Under Some a bridge. Some of them are going through your trash. That's right. And, and you don't know who, who's a scout for or not. So, so next time you see someone who asks you for five bucks, give them five bucks if you want your neighborhood to have a team. Okay, just keep that in mind. <laughs> so so uh, every week we're going to do a, a, you know, pick a, new, pick a new neighborhood, talk about it, and then uh, uh, an Indy City Park as well, because we've got a ton of parks in our city. I th- well, I think the, the first uh, expansion na- neighborhood that we've uh, been scouting uh, has been Windsor Park. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is uh, on the near east side of Indianapolis, of, of, De- of downtown. Uh, and it is uh, just north of uh, a few different neighborhoods, Woodruff Park. Um, it's just north of uh, Arsenal Tech High School. And it is uh, a weird triangle-shaped neighborhood that, uh, that has been around forever or since, like, the 1900s, either or. <laughs> um, uh, one of the major features of uh, Windsor Park is uh, Pogue's Run runs through there. And that actually is home of uh, Spades Park. That's right. And Jay would love to tell you about Spades Park. So Spades Place Park, or Spades Park, is a really neat park. I've seen it multiple times as I've either biked or driven through. And uh, it's uh, some little history about it. It was uh, named after Michael H. Spades, a rich dude who uh, 
made a bunch of money in real estate, and then he donated six acres in, ni- in 1898 to the city for the park, and then a couple acres later on. Um, it's quite a lovely park, and actually, uh, n- next to it is a very beautiful building, which you may have seen, the Spades Place or Spades Park uh, Indianapolis Public Library, uh, which is one of the two remaining Carnegie libraries in the Indiana- Indianapolis Public Library system. Which is the other one? I don't know. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> I did, I'm just reading things that I memorized. <laughs> um, if you're interested in uh, discovering all these different parks, uh, all of this information is available at historicindianapolis.com and then Indy Parks. Uh, we've got a lot of cool parks to check Space out. Space Park is a cool park. It is definitely worth checking out. Pogues Run go- goes through there. So does the, the trail. And it is, uh, it is quite lovely. It's I've a strong there case before. for expansion for Windsor yeah, Park. They I mean, have their own field. They have their own practice. field, home, own practiced area. And they have... Uh, Quite a few uh, businesses at CCIC as well that could be potential sponsors. We so. consider th- several things with expansion, which is sponsorship, a place where you can practice, and room for building a stadium. These are very important <laughs> yes. for expansion. <laughs> <laughs> we've been pumping out a lot of great content on our website, and uh, we want to take a little time every week to uh, review some of the things that you might have missed. So one of the things that uh, big news coming into the season was uh, the different transfer sagas that we had. And one especially was, uh, I believe it's your alter, alter ego, Jay, uh, Jay Vandesai. Uh, you, um, you took out a, a full-page ad in the Indy Star? I, I didn't do anything. I, you know, I like to keep my soccer life and my personal life separate. So Reasonable. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, some people have accused me of doing some sort of willful split personality thing, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, but what what he did is he took out a full-page uh, ad in the Indie Star, and he, um, he a copycat, uh, copycat ad of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And he said, Dear Woodruff Place, you're welcome. So he's not a very creative guy. He's very stupid, very bad with money, too, because uh, apparently he, uh, he, he may have blown his 401k on this ad that's very expensive newspaper ad yeah. given that they don't charge anything for ads yeah I, I don't know how he found a way to spend all that money on an ad um but like i said he's not very smart uh but he is egotistical and also not creative <laughs> so. and uh putting an ad into a paper that gets to every neighborhood not just central that's right Underwood not bright place. like i said <laughs> So, so uh, other transfer news. Uh, big clump of players. Uh, not sure if uh, Jay Van Desai t- uh, caused this, but four uh, former Fountain Square players now for play for Woodruff Place, and it's actually captained by Julia Quattrini, who played for Fountain Square previous Ooh, year. That's a that's a big uh, exodus from Fountain Square. How are you feeling about that, Jason? It's been tough. It's uh, <laughs> surprisingly that's not the game of the week, but I didn't get a vote in that one. A uh, major piece of transfer news is four-year uh, Atletico Cottage home veteran Matt Stump, who was actually the captain of the team for several years, has departed. Um, not sure if it's amicable or not. The league, the office of Atletico Cottage home hasn't returned our calls. Um, just kidding, it is. Uh, he's, he wanted to explore new neighborhoods. Wait, they are answering your calls, or it was an amicable split? I'm, I've made this all up. Uh, oh, <laughs> Matt Stump. Ah. So he's still playing for. No, no, I didn't make all of it up. I made most of it up. God help me. I've gone too far. 
And now we've come to the time in our program where we spend some time with Commissioner Jordan. So, uh, Jordan, we were going to talk a little bit about the new league rules. Can you fill us in on some of those? I sure can. This year, we've made a couple uh, rule tweaks. We do that every year just to kind of improve the game um, as we as the league continues uh, to evolve. Um, and most of our rules, as they usually are, are tied around player safety and making sure that everyone's following that first rule, don't be a jerk, right? Um, so most of the new rules are around kind of defining aggressive play and giving refs a couple more tools for how to manage a game maybe when it, it gets a little heated. So the first rule is now when players get a card of any kind, uh, they have to talk to the commissioner. And no, it, well, as we've seen already, it is excruciating to talk to you. <laughs> it is. It's rather painful both for the listener and the talker, i.e. me. Um, but uh, that'll give folks a chance to cal- maybe calm down a little bit after a card uh, and just have a discussion about what it is the league's trying to be. It's a good rule. Good so rule. Uh, I would recommend to all you players out there, just don't get a card. Nobody yeah, wants that. Because you don't want to talk to Jordan. That's definitely true. Uh, the second new rule actually uh, kind of defines aggressive physical play a little more. The third rule defines a little bit more uh, what's considered aggressive play and what's not. So it says if a player could potentially hurt someone during play, that he or she should let up, right? So if you two people are running for the the ball at the same time, uh, we're encouraging players to let it go. Let it go. Absolutely. Let it go. Um, we'd rather. Let it go. Uh, we'd rather <laughs> maybe uh, have to play defense than uh, hurt the other player. So that's a suggestion in the rules, but it's followed by um, the line, repeated endangerment of other players is considered aggressive behavior, meaning if someone is consistently um, the, the same person is consi- consistently like putting players in danger by uh, going after them when maybe not necessary, um, that gives the refs the ability to, to deal with that. Uh, we've also defined that kicks must not be above the waist when other players are present. Uh, and this final rule we actually have had as a league policy, uh, and we've told all the managers uh, this, but it wasn't an, an official rule, and that is that only managers are allowed to speak to referees during gameplay. In those instances when uh, maybe people are getting a little heated and they want to talk to the ref, maybe they disagree. I mean, that happens so rarely, disagreement with refs. No, I've never disagreed with a ref in my life. Exactly. Um, but on the rare occasion that it actually happens, um, you know, players are, are encouraged to go to their manager and the manager can actually, like, speak with the ref uh, and sort things out if something is incorrect. Now, Jordan, I don't know if you're willfully skipping over my new favorite rule or if you just don't want to talk about it. But uh, I my just, new I... favorite rule is that there's no more cherry picking. You all are going to hell. <laughs> something, something like that. I was actually just saving the best for last, Josh. Uh, but basically, we just pulled out uh, a little sentence that was making the calling of cherry picking a little difficult for referees. Uh, and that sentence was, if a player has an unfair advantage because of an offside, that's cherry picking. Uh, and cherry picking is no longer an advantage rule. Uh, it's simply called or it's not. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know what cherry picking is, basically, we don't c- call close instances of offside in this league uh that would would be be too difficult that would be a pain in the butt um but for people who are like drastically behind the defense um, and repeatedly doing it it's just it's just not fun it's not sporting it's a jerk behavior that's exactly what i was gonna say one might consider that jerk behavior yeah so 
And those are the rules that we're uh, changing for this year. Well, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you uh, sliding two, free, two feet to your left to start speaking. You're welcome, Josh. And now we're going to talk about the uh, Indy 11's activities. So lots of things happening with the 11, uh, both last week and this week. Uh, last week, they uh, tied the Pittsburgh Riverhounds 0-0 uh, in USL play. It was a, uh, a pretty standard draw. Not a lot happening, but uh, it uh, saw the 11 stay in fifth place in the table, which is uh, very good. Uh, this week, they have two games coming up. We have uh, a U.S. Open Cup game against the Mississippi Brilla. Um, is that some sort of small animal with a soft coat of fur? I see. I thought it was uh, crawfish, but I am no longer sure about that. No, it's a kind of a cream that you use on your hair to look like a greaser from oh. the 50s. It's the, is the Brilla cream. Br oh, sure, yeah. 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 Okay. Soda pop. So the, the Brilla, the, the soda pop team, no, the hair cream team, uh, they are an, an amateur team in the PDL, so they don't pay their players. So um, that means the Indy 11 should beat them because uh, those people, the, the 11 players get paid to play soccer. And the Brilla, oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. Brilla people, much like us, do not get paid to play soccer. Wait, we don't get paid for this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but Indy 11 have to be on their toes because last year they lost to a team in the same league, the Michigan Bucks. So, don't want a repeat of that in the U.S. Open Cup. Brilla's fans actually uh, stole the name of their fan section from uh, from Indy 11, as you might know. We uh, must crush them. Exactly. Um, the uh, Indy 11 fans are uh, known as the Brickyard Battalion, and uh, somehow. The Brilla fans thought that that was appropriate to steal our name, and they are known as the Blue Battalion. And so we must crush them and uh, reign supreme over the name Battalion. But not, like, too much, because they are an amateur team. They, you know. Oh, okay, no, I'm sorry. I have to retract that statement. We <laughs> should crush them. <laughs> crush the amateur team. Crush their souls. <laughs> is there uh, a game here in Indy? No, it is in Mississippi, and uh, they are all very excited to uh, get to see a pro team in the middle of yeah, Mississippi. They awesome. do not have one. So, uh, the Indy 11 also have a home game in the USL uh, on Saturday at 8 p.m. against Bethlehem Steel. Uh, just a few fun facts about Bethlehem Steel because I looked it up and I want to share the knowledge that I gained. Uh, they are a revival of a team that existed from 1907 to 1930 uh, that was formed. Oh, wow by uh, local steelworkers in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, they later turned professional uh, after the owner of their company, Charles Schwab, which you may have heard of, yeah. uh, turned their team professional and started paying them, unlike Mississippi Brilla. Uh, they actually, which is really cool, they opened the first soccer field in the U.S. that had stadium seating. Whoa. Which is kind of crazy. They opened it on the uh, steel mill grounds, and uh, all of the other uh, workers came and watched them. Uh, How big is Bethlehem? Do you know? Is it a big city? It is, it is not very big. Do you know where it is? Is it near Pittsburgh? Uh, it is actually. I kind of looked this up as well. Um, okay. the, it is about an hour and a half uh, north of Philadelphia. You could also get to oh, it relatively okay. easily from New York. So, um they actually have were a pretty storied team. They won the U.S. Open Cup five times 
in their short existence. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, a lot of pressure at Bethlehem. A lot. Uh, they uh, folded during the Great Depression in 1930. Um, at, but most of all, none of the facts that I said have anything to do with the current team. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a, a new team. It's a new with team. just the same name. That was formed in 2015 <laughs> that has absolutely no relation to the, the old team that had the same name. But uh, it does uh, illustrate the rich soccer history that the current Bethlehem Steel team does not have. They are terrible, and they're going to lose. <laughs> in the whole uh, trash talking about uh, our weekly opponents, I noticed something on Twitter. I don't follow a lot of uh, 11 and or Brickyard people, but I do have a couple of people that I follow. Um, and I saw some heat being exchanged between... Uh, the Indy, the Brickyard, and the Cincinnati fan section. What's that about? Well, I think the what you have to know is that FC Cincinnati fans are babies, and anytime noises come out of the, their mouths, <laughs> it's just whining. This is the most relaxed I've seen Josh. He's very happy. To, go on. <laughs> I go. just they they like to complain about a lot of things, and none of them mean anything. So, so it's just it's good to ignore them. So nothing. It, I thought something might have happened at the game when they were here. Well, they so the the opening game of the season, Indy Eleven, uh, started uh, uh, the year in Lucas Oil and had a very nice uh, first game crowd, and uh, set a record f- for attendance for themselves, uh, seventeen thousand five hundred or so, if I remember correctly. And uh, the Cincinnati fans were really kind of butt hurt about the fact that they were included in the number even though they attended the game because it was ah, about okay. 2500 yes, yes i see there were there was 2500 of them there and they uh they insisted that the record w- didn't mean anything because they were there i'm not i don't really understand their point because they watched the game in person at Lucas Oil but they didn't think that they should be counted that they oh, watched it not at to Lucas go Oil. I, you know I wonder if our producer could just put some sounds of babies crying right now. That would be real nice. Okay, that's the sound of babies crying. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely baby crying drop, Jordan. So, one of the more exciting things in the world of soccer this year is that there's going to be a World Cup. It's so exciting, and as everyone knows, the U.S. is going to be playing in it. Uh, they were drawn in Group G with Belgium, England, and Tunisia. It was a close call. We almost didn't make it. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of messed around on that last day, but they made it in, and uh, it's great to see the U.S. back in the World Cup again. Sorry, Panama. It was close, but hey. They actually, so uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the uh, U.S. was in a group with England just two World Cups ago in That's South right. Africa That's and right. actually won the group against them. I want some money on that. Did you really? Yeah, because huh? I... Some just silly people, they're called British people. Yes. Uh, they, they, well, English people, they have this thing where they think they're going to win things in soccer. Even though they, they haven't done that they ever. They cannot. And, and that was Except a good year one. for us because we had, you know, we had Clint. We had, uh, you know, a lot of peaking Landon, players. we had Timmy Howard. Yes, yes, uh, lots God, of great DeMarcus. players. <sighs> God, that guy can move. Anyway. Fort, um, Wayne, uh, Fort Wayne's own DeMarcus Beatley, by the way. That's right. That's right. Uh, and... Uh, he, my oldest friend, who was at the time living in the UK, uh, was talking a lot of trash, and uh, I just said that we'll win the group. I didn't say we'd beat them. 
I just said we'll win the group because I knew England would fall on their face and, and do look, something that they always lose, did. Just yeah, they would lose against. And you know, I, honestly, I think that that'll stay true this year. I mean, you have to like the U.S.'s chances to advance out of this group, uh, given the fact that they. They have a good history against England. Uh, Belgium's going to be tough. They, I mean, as you might yes, know. Especially psychologically after the last World Cup. Yes, because they, they, they lost in the knockout round against Belgium. And that was that was rough. But I drank a lot of beer on Mass Ave that day. <laughs> I like, didn't go. I wish I did. so much beer. <laughs> and it was really hot. Well, this hot. time we're going to beat them. And, and we'll all black out on Mass Ave. <sighs> It'll be a good grudge match for sure. Yeah. I can't um, wait for that one. Well, I, and I, I'm not worried about uh, Belgium that much because especially in the warm-up game that the USA just played as a pre-World Cup friendly against, um, was it Trinidad? Pulisic scored that hat trick. Yes, 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 yes. He didn't even, I mean, I didn't it see him It was easy. Yeah, it was easy. So, so it's looking and, good. And that's, really, that's a great segue to talking about the, the roster because they, ha- they haven't picked it yet. But uh, as we all know, Pulisic is a star. He's, he's the main guy. Every, the attack's going to focus through him, and uh, I, I just, I think the the real question is going to be whether or not he's going to play on the wing, or if he's going to play um, mm-hmm. uh, in the center. And I, I think that he can direct the attack a little bit better if he plays in the middle. Well, but what might come into play here is the eminent news, and I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to pan out is Landon Donovan's return to the U.S. national team. See, I I'm really excited about this possibility actually because he, as you know, he started playing again in Mexico, came out of retirement. That's right, and. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think he'll make the team this year. And it'll just show again how bad Jurgen Klinsmann was for this <laughs> U.S. team. I mean, why in the world did he leave them leave him off the World Cup roster four years ago? I mean, Julian Green had, I mean, he has not progressed. And clearly it was a bad decision to leave Landon at home. Now, who do you think is going to be the uh, starting keeper See, that's another great question because you, you've got the, the older guys in Tim Howard and Brad Guzan, both of whom are not in great form right now. Um, I mean, Howard's uh, back with Colorado in the MLS, and I just I, I think you got to give it to somebody like Bill Hamid, who's doing really well in Denmark and uh, has, has shown he's a very good shot stopper. I, I, I think Bill Hamid should be the starter. I can't argue with that because I don't know. You don't know any of those people. Well, no, thank no, no. you. I know, I know who Bill Hamid is and Tim Howard, Brad Guzan. I'm just not sure of their current form. So I'm going with what you say. That's because I'm really smart. And you know everything. I know, <laughs> you know everything. everything. Just ask my wife. <laughs> so now's the time in the show where I shamelessly pander to John Green because he is one of my favorite authors and favorite YouTube people. He is a great Indianapolis citizen who also enjoys soccer just about as much as we do. And so what I want to do is try to convince him that he should come and be on our show and come talk to us about soccer. So this next segment is only for John Green. Um, None of the rest of you need to listen. Uh, I'm only going to talk about things that John Green likes. And, uh, And yeah, so everyone else just, I don't know, turn down your radio for like 60 seconds. Wait, I'm being told not to do that? Okay, so keep your radio up. Just plug your ears. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So, uh, John Green, as you know, uh, AFC Wimbledon are a fantastic, fantastic soccer team. Uh, For those that are some, for some reason still listening that don't know about AFC Wimbledon, they are an English soccer team uh, who replaced a soccer team that was stolen from them. 
they had a team in Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon FC, who was bought by new owners and moved somewhere else, which is not a thing that happens in, in England. They do not move teams. You, you, right. you move up and down the leagues on your own merit. And yet this corporation, they decided they were going to move the team to Milton Keynes, which is a... Uh, about 45 minutes away from Wimbledon. Is that what they named it? Did they keep the name? They changed the name. They cha- they changed the name, but kept half of it. They they called the team Milton Keynes Dons, oh. in terms of Wimbledon. They, exactly. They they had no connection to oh. Wimbledon and Keynes kept their Dons. name. So uh, this team got stolen from them, and the fans of Wimbledon decided they were gonna make a team to replace it. And they started way down in, uh, if I remember correctly, the ninth tier of English soccer. So pub league. They 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 had open tryouts to anyone that <laughs> wanted to come in. We're gonna have a football team, guys. Let's let's play. And they rocketed up the leagues and made it up uh, a couple years ago to League One, which is the third tier, which is an amazing amazing accomplishment for a team that's owned by its fans. It's amazing, uh, and they. Uh, actually happened to be, for the past two seasons, in the same league as the team that was stolen from them, the team from Milton Keynes. And so, as you might imagine, that was a very big rivalry. And uh, it came down to the last two games of the season this year. Both teams were fighting to avoid relegation. And the second-to-last game, Wimbledon got a famous draw to ensure their safety and to boot ensure that the team from Milton Keynes got relegated. Yeah. What a fantastic story because sometimes good triumphs over evil and that's why we love John Green because he's good triumphing over eagle. Uh, <laughs> over evil. E- over eagle. Over evil. <laughs> yep, I no longer can words. <laughs> this week's show was brought to you by Hairlines. Hairlines, what brought back Landon Donovan. Today's show is also brought to you by Brillo Pads. Brillo Pads, a soccer team from Mississippi. <laughs> also like to thank Milton Keys. Screw those guys. Uh, Milton Keynes. Well, screw those guys. Did I say it wrong <laughs> before? No, you didn't. You said it right. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Jason. <laughs> Today's show is also brought to you by Indy 11. Indy 11, your hometown soccer team who deserves your support because they're awesome and the games are super fun to go to. Jay, have you ever been to a game? I've been to several games. Uh, quite a few this... Well, I've been to two this season, but I've been to a, a number of games. I, They're actually pretty good this year. Yeah, they're, they're actually quite good. Jason, where do you normally sit when you go to a game? I always sit in uh, Brickyard Battalion. See, that's a man after my own heart. Yeah. Brickyard Battalion, very fun. People like to drink beer. They like to yell. They like to sing. It's a fantastic time for all. Um, if you're looking for tickets, and you should be, because... It's a fun. It's a fun event. You should go. Uh, you can find a code for a discount in the weekly commissioner emails, and uh, that way you can get some Indy Eleven tickets uh, for a little bit cheaper than normal. It's uh, a. It's a good deal. And a little pro tip for. Uh, I took me a little bit to learn this, but if you like the environment and the uh, ambiance of the uh, Brickyard Battalion fan section, but you 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 know you don't necessarily want to be in the thick of it. You just need to sit a few seats up, and it's still awesome. Yeah, it's a little quieter. S- still Take awesome. Take it easy. You don't have to be standing. No, you have to be standing. That's uh, actually okay, incorrect. Sorry. You have to be standing. You have to be standing. You're wrong. I'm sorry. I'm a very bad. Uh, I, I, I was ejected immediately when I <laughs> attempted to sit. <laughs> I was thrown. 
Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back in a week with actual Indie City news after week one of games. Um, if you have any questions, you can email us uh, at icfmedia at indiecityfootball.com. And if you have any complaints, you can uh, email us at jurgenklinsman at indiecityfootball.com. Yeah, we actually do have a complaints box. It's located in Garfield Park. Uh, you have to find a tree of a certain height. There's a wooden box located around that tree. I would say go walk around the park for a while. You'll see it. It's somewhere near there. Yeah, yeah, you'll find it. It's definitely, we you can definitely time. find it. Yeah. It's not <laughs> fake at all. <laughs> this has been Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, it's not a question. We are leaving. Thank you for listening, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? to have a neighbor.